and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Today we have the opportunity to talk to the man, the myth, the legend, Sachin Sahel. Oh, so thank you so much for agreeing to come talk to us. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Uh, yeah, you come highly, uh, highly touted by uh, the MetaStation podcast. So I was like, why not? Oh, I love those goofballs. They are such good friends. Yeah. And plus, who's the one that gave me respots? Me! Okay, thank you. So if you give me, you give me respots, squares, you get anything you want. No, you see, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, that's why we did it. Yeah, that is the most. That is that is the most. Like I've never gotten a more insane, better gift that fits my brain more than anything than Reese Puff squares. <laughs> Not just like Reese Puffs, but Reese Puff squares. Yeah, I mean that's why we made it. We were making them. And we thought this is how we'll manipulate Sachin to do anything. Literally, all it takes is food, and I'm good. Relatable. Yeah, just yeah. I, I, I don't need much. I'm a I'm a very um, I'm a simple man. <laughs> Have you tried those new Reese's peanut butter cups that have like the Reese's pieces inside them? No, that seems like blasphemy to me. It seems I, like it's a lot. I like I like uh, I like Reese's like like Reese puffs. That's the that's the flavor. I think anything that I make like whether I go to Menchie's or whatever, it yeah. ends up tasting like that. But if you overdo it, it's like no, it has it already has the perfect blend of chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. You don't need anything. You don't need to add more. Fair enough. Right? I'm very serious about my Reese Puffs. I, like, yeah, like, this sounds like actually, like, scholarly researched, and now I'm like, mm, I'm kind of glad I've never been able to find them. Well, you know, I, as, a, as a kid, I would basically sit up in the morning, watch cartoons, and take a big mixing bowl of Reese Puff cereal and fill it to the brim. So, like, my entire childhood is based, my entire palate is based on just starting my day every morning with Reese Puffs. I am so happy to know this. It was like it a was religion. It was an exhausting childhood. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds hard. Yeah, I, I had an inhaler like, but I didn't have asthma. I just got tired from going up the stairs really fast, and that was probably just from the Reese puffs. And the moment That's I stopped so eating, that many, the moment I stopped eating that many Reese puffs, just I started breathing normally. <laughs> <laughs> but I it was just because I overdid them. Not that they're bad. Reese puffs are actually very good. They're just they're just I overindulged. Yeah, it's like, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't I'm want sure you guys came off. on this morning to hear about Reese Puffs. That's exactly <laughs> that, was, that was my agenda. Like, Reese is my it's favorite been thing. So. Four minutes of Reese Puffs already. <laughs> this is going great. Man, we're just crushing this. So, we have a couple questions from us, because we're selfish, and then from fans. Great. That sent in questions, especially after last night's episode. Everyone wanted to ask questions about. What Jackson was up to during last night's episode. Yeah. Um, and then we have like a little lightning round that we did with Louisa, which <laughs> was pretty funny. Louisa is like one of my favorite people on the planet. It's funny. Like I, uh, we have the opposite. Okay. This is the way I explain me and Louisa's friendship. Like um, I said it to her too. It's surprising. Inside, I am how Louisa is outside. 
But outside, Louise is how I am inside and vice versa. Like inside, when you get her when you get her excited and going, she's the loudest, craziest, most insane person I think I've met. Like her the stuff that comes out of her mouth is hilarious. Um, she's the funniest person, I think, one of the funniest people I know. Uh, and nobody would know that, you know, unless you get to spend an exorbitant amount of time with her, which I did over this um, last weekend and over the course of uh, filming. Um, and inside, you know, I'm like, I'm more of, I think, a chillin' person. Like, when I'm at home, I like to be quiet and whatever. But if I get around people, I become this loud, insane person. You were at Unity Days, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but so it, it's funny that when we get together, it's like, it, we meld together. It's very similar to me and Richard's relationship. That's how I find uh, how me and Richard get along so well. And I think that's why they look together so well together on screen, because they're very similar uh, like that. Internally, they can get very excited, but out- outwardly, they might look kind of stoic. You know, it's yeah, that's always cool. the vibe I get from like Louise's. Like she's just chill all the time. Yeah, you get her excited about something though, and she will just <laughs> go, and it's the most fun. It's the most fun. I just like to grind her gears just so I can get that to come out. Yeah, when she started talking about pasta, it was like this like light came into her voice, and she was just right? talking about food and pasta, and I was like, this is adorable. <laughs> you never know what it's gonna be. You can be talking about anything. Like, I'll talk about Reese Puffs, but if I mention, like, a certain type of glue to Louisa, she's like, oh, my God, <laughs> Elmer's, glue? right? When I was a kid, me and Elmer's, I was there. Ever. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not an actual legit story. I just brought up glue, yeah. but it would be something oh. random like that. Robin's like, wow, you guys have a lot of weird discussions on the contrail. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of weird discussions. Like, they just get... That you learn so much about a person at conventions, and uh, luckily for us, most of the cast have just, we've all gotten closer. I know there are times where, like, I've heard about uh, convention horror stories of other shows and stuff where people go on these conventions and they end up hating the person because they spend so much time with them. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. We, we all spend so much time together uh, anyway because we're such a close cast. When we get to spend that much uh, time one-on-one with each other, we become even closer. And it's, it's really cool to learn about... Um, about everybody because again you know we film sporadically in different locations etc uh so it's nice to get that one-on-one time and learn how nuts louisa is quote me <laughs> I, i'm gonna jot that one down just to tweet it out later <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've actually like never seen i told louisa this but like i've never seen a cast bond as much as you guys mm-hmm. have and then travel the world together doing cons like i've never seen that before i don't know what it is um, I, I always just, I always just say, uh, I've told this to Jason too. I'm like, Jason, when you're in the, in the room, is there like a sp- specific type of person you're looking for? And he's like, no, no, they're just whoever comes in and does the job because it seems like all the people get along so well. There's gotta be some, like something mentally in the casting directors and, and Jason in the room, something that they see mm-hmm. in somebody like that they don't even know that they're seeing that will get along with everybody. Cause everybody that pops up, whether they're new, whether they're whatever, we're just immediately family with this person, and uh, we invite them uh, because we love them so much. It becomes, um, it's just such a weird thing to us too, I think, uh, because we, we wouldn't expect it, you know? Yeah. That, you're, that it's such a big ensemble and everybody just gets along. Actually, like, speaking of family, I was just scrolling Twitter before we got on, and I saw Jessica Harmon's Instagram <laughs> her parents holding your picture <laughs> okay i don't even know how to explain this um okay so a fan gave me that picture in a portrait um and they drew it and it was the nicest thing ever 
And then for some reason, it looked like some alien being had sent down some portrait and it needed a quote at the bottom of it. Like it's saying like it's Aristotle or something. And we yeah. started going off for hours. We might have had a couple of drinks about what this quote would be. And it ended up being the quote, nothing will suffice. <laughs> okay. And, and then I just, we were on a plane to go to Germany with Jess and me, me and her, the only ones that awake, everybody was, uh, Lindsay, Jared, um, who else is with us? Uh, everybody was sleeping on the plane, mm-hmm. except for me and Jess being loud and obnoxious to the point where people were moving away from us. And I took this picture out and I bestowed this picture upon her. And now it sits in her apartment, in her bookshelf. And her parents went over there and they're like, what is this? What is this? Why do you have this weird picture of a purple suchin on your mantle? And that's just, that's, that's one of, one of the billion stories that we all have a cast have that are unexplainable to most people because it just happened in a plane when you're, you haven't slept for three days and that's, something just happens. That's so funny. Yeah, when I saw insane. that, I was just like, oh, oh, that's exactly what I would, weird, like a weird thing I would do with my friends. It's, what, the coolest thing is it's so dope when like the writers come down for a weekend and we all get to hang out with them, go to dinner with them, and they see... Um, what it's like and they now I think it, it, every time a writer comes in town they're like I'm coming to town because they're excited to just hang out with everybody because it's so much fun because they're all part of it too you know we just went uh, to the writer's room a couple weeks ago randomly we were in LA and I just popped in just to see him and uh, it, it, it just the people that are picked from top to bottom on this show for some reason just get along because we're all the same weird out there kind of brain that just likes insanity um, it, it's really funny that is unbelievable. Like I, I swear the only cast that I've seen like you guys is probably like the Star Trek The Next Generation cast. Sweet. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You, you know what? I know a lot about Next Generation and uh, I take that as a huge compliment, but I completely agree. Yeah, it is, it, it is a giant compliment. So like, it's yeah, awesome. I love, I love TNG and it's, it's true. They all just got along and had fun. They found a way to have fun, um, you know, and I, I think, I think it, maybe it, I know that's too that's too weird. I was gonna say it came down to the fact that uh, in this dark show we had to find a way to have fun, but that's not the <laughs> truth. It's just the truth is that we all just get along so well, um, and we love doing this show, uh, and so we're having fun while doing something we love. I guess uh, with people that we love. That's yeah, the best way to put it. I think that comes out on screen too. Great, that's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, we we you look in somebody's eyes and you naturally have uh, a bond with them. It's just gonna make everything better. Well, yeah, like that especially comes through. We're not even on script right now, but like that especially comes through when you're. <laughs> this is um, what I do when I show up, guys. I take everybody off script. <laughs> We're, Claire and Aaron to told us this would happen. <laughs> yeah, I ain't here to mess around, y'all. Um, that was like one of like the big moments of uh, when. You, you and Jared as Jackson and Miller were sort of setting up that relationship was all like it was all just dependent on how you looked at each other and I was like I buy this because of the affection you two have for each other um you know what I everybody knows um how much we love each other I love that dude he's my he's my best friend he's uh like ever since that's one of the greatest things about this show um (laughs) and this is gonna be really cheesy but that (laughs) I found my best friend on this show I you know um he he's just uh, we're tighter than tight and uh yeah when you just when you look at your best friend on screen you already love him so much that love is just gonna bleed out because you're allowed to bleed it out mm-hmm. as much as you want you know 
Um, and it, it was great. It was funny because I met him through Richard, who's basically my brother, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and initially, me and Jared didn't really like each other. You know, we didn't really get along for the first little bit. And then all of a sudden, we went on a trip to Paris together. And then after that weekend, we just became uh, tighter than anybody can become now. I just I, I don't go a day without talking to him for a couple hours, you know. Um, so, again, when it comes to on-screen stuff, again, top to bottom with the cast, it's just you look in somebody's eyes and there's something already there and you can just add to it. There's a lot of times where somebody shows up and there's immediate chemistry and um, that's a, a lucky thing for someone to have. But when you then cultivate that immediate chemistry into an actual relationship, uh, sky's the limit. I loved that the writers saw what, you know, the friendship that you two had and decided to write into that and make that a part of the show and then take it one step further. Yeah, you know, I don't know the logistics that went into uh, what went down with that. That was all their idea, you know, uh, and we completely agreed with it to put us together in um, whatever shape or form they saw fit. Mm -hmm. And just kind of after that first uh, rover scene, after that, we're like, yeah, okay, this is, this is, uh, we like this. This is fun. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it's just fun. It was easy. We get to just dance. You do, when you, when you just kind of get to dance on a scene, looking at your friend or looking at whoever it is, that's when it just feels real and natural. And you feel like, you don't feel like you're acting. Yeah. You know, it's just honest. It's, there's just so much truth in there. And that's the funnest stuff to play, I think. Plus, like, you're both Alberta boys, so... Legit, legit. Was, Both yeah. Alberta strong, you know, Alberta country strong. Um, he's from Calgary. I'm from Edmonton. So there's that natural kind of animosity. Boy, outside, I'm from Edmonton. Outside of, outside of Alberta, we can be friends, you know, then we're Alberta. <laughs> yeah. That's when it gets tight, you know. We're, we're both Alberta girls, so this works out. Yeah. Dope, dope. Oh, yeah, you guys are from Edmonton, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brittany's from Edmonton. I'm from Red Deer. Oh, sweet. Which is, that's, that's you're in between too. So you're like, you're like the best yeah. of both. Yeah, she's like our bridge between. <laughs> awesome. Hometown, hometown. Yeah, I like, yeah, we, I grew up in Edmonton, so like I went to Rush Up and all that stuff. I oh, only wound up here because the weather's oh, we better. I hate your basketball team. I hate your basketball team. <laughs> so do I, though. <laughs> I went to Ainley. They would beat us every time at, during my years. Because the, the three years beforehand when my brother went there, Ainley would always beat them. And then I was the years when Rush Shep had this tear. They had this one guy that went to the NCAA. It was crazy. I was there, um, I graduated in 2007, so yeah, yeah we, ugh, I hate our basketball team so much. I don't think we did anything <laughs> for the entire time Good. I was there. I'm glad. Hopefully Ainley was ruling at that time. You were, but shout we, out, Shout out Harry Ainley. <laughs> we, we called you uh, Harry Ainley, not nice name. I know you did. <laughs> I, that, that was the easiest one too. Like we, we didn't even fight it because we're like, yeah, we get it. Well, and it's like, what joke can you make out of, like, Ross Shepard? Like, it's not jokeable. Yeah, you can't. There's no... Actually, that's true. It's just a name. Yeah, I I wish that they could. Dang it. Yeah, so it sucked when you guys had a good basketball team because we couldn't even make fun of your basketball team. We'd be like, yeah, Ross Shepard. Ross Shepard. Woody, go find your sheep, Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> Super lame. Where's, where's little Bo Peep, Shepard? Yeah, that's all we got. Where are your pink dress? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you know, you guys, you guys got me thinking about the, you guys got me thinking about the chemistry on the show, and it's so, it's like, it's watching last night's episode because every episode just gets progressively better. You see, like yeah. everybody that looks at each other, that has that thing. I remember Richard was talking about the first time he worked with Louisa, and he's like, "Yeah, there's something there already." 
And now that they know each other so well, watching them like act together, it just feels real even when you're watching it. You know, uh, that that um, random moment where Bellamy and Raven hugged, you know, you, it, they don't get to talk too often, but there's there was just a natural like friendship there. And I I it was it's cool. It's cool to see last episode. Last night's episode was awesome. And then you have like Adina and Marie. Who are really oh, my God. Real life, you know, so and then them two together. There's just this breathing entity there. And uh, man, it's it's fun to watch. They have such an intense chemistry that every time they're on screen, I'm just like holding my breath. Me too. I, you know, I, I almost feel like I'm over tweeting about it when every time it comes on. But them together, you just, you, you see their whole lives relationship with them just standing together, and they don't yeah. even have to. And it's something so cool. You feel that mentorship. You feel that uh, bond. When when Octavia won the Conclave, and you saw. Uh, uh, and she was saying that how she's going to let everybody in a bunker and you see Indra standing there. She was brimming with pride without even showing you that she was brimming with pride. You could just mm -hmm. feel it mm -hmm. what, the way she looked at her. And that is uh, those two together are something really special. Yeah, yeah Adina that, is so good that she can just do everything with just her face. It's the woman that woman wild. kills me. She is she is the most um, uh, hardworking, focused She's one of those people that she's she's like, you guys don't know wrestling, but they always talk about how the Undertaker would just have a presence walking into a room and everybody mm -hmm. would straight, straighten up and do have fun, but get their jobs done. And that's what she is. She walks in the door and you're like, all right, we're here to work today. <laughs> but at the same time, as soon as she else cuts, we can joke and laugh and go have stuff at Crafty, hear about our kids, you know, and it's it's funny. It's it's uh, it, it's it's funny how she can just flip that switch. Yeah, I was going to say, like, have you gotten to work with her a lot or not really? You know, I, the one time uh, I got uh, an extended period of time to work with her was when we all went into the caves. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was season two. Right. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there was a, lot of, a lot of stuff uh, around the uh, when Abby and Kane were stuck in uh, a hole or something. Uh, yeah, they were, oh, right, yeah. they were trapped down there and there we were all in front of that big pit mm -hmm. a lot of outside work there um, but yeah anytime I've gotten to work with her or see her on set randomly when we're both filming something um, she's just focused and ready and she just brings it so hard and then watching it translate on screen like that it's it's, it's uh, she's she's special yeah the, I just Everyone on the show is so good. This is just going to turn into me gushing about everybody because of last night's episode rocked me so hard. I'm sitting here being like that. That was a uh, that was a substantial episode. That was by far, I think, one of the best of the season. And the yeah. only reason it's not the best is because the conclave was so good. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm having trouble deciding. Uh, yeah. Now yeah. I, I thought the conclave was the best one we've had, not just because the conclave was so good, but because the stuff behind the scenes of the conclave. Uh, mm -hmm. was so important and uh, played with such levity. Um, it, it's it's just dope to it's dope to be able to fan out about the show too because we don't get to see what everybody else does. We mm -hmm. only get to see a certain faction because everybody's right. so disjointed and all over the place. So watching uh, it brought to life and be um, that that jarring and that touching and and real and uh, heart wrenching is uh, pretty exciting. And there were so many losses in that episode. Like, I'm still sitting here going, like, Rowan's alive, right? This is, like, oh, my Tin Hat theory. 
Can you believe that? That we, we we read that script and we were just everybody. You could feel everybody just wanting their lips to be shut because they were so worried they were gonna say something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how do you you know how do you keep that one under wraps? But thank God everybody did. Everybody was lucky. But it was, uh, yeah, that reading that one was uh, shocking. Yeah, that was that was intense, and it was yeah. really, it, it was so good. It was like watching the Hunger Games, but far more violent. I always say it. I always say about the show, it does not feel like TV. It feels like a just. It feel every episode feels like a movie, and you watch it together. It feels like one mm-hmm. uh, large movie. Which this is now the quadrilogy so far until we hit the final episode. You know, and yeah. then season five. It feels like a Star Wars anthology at this point. Like I don't think about individual episodes. It's like each season is just each story. Yeah, it's got its own separate story, its own separate uh, problems that people have to deal with, and. Uh, its own separate, deep, wrenching heart heartaches that everybody has to handle and 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 uh, feel the ramifications of, and it just kind of bleeds into the next season, and then the next season starts. You know, yeah. that's just it's kind of a thrusting point into what happens for the next season. Um, I can't believe we're almost done with this season. I, you, me neither. Me neither. Uh, it, yeah, it just feels like it, when it starts, it's like okay, great, episode one, and then all of a sudden you're at episode twelve, and it's done. <laughs> I think, you know, thinking about it, what's cool, what's been cool about this show in particular for the last couple of years um, was that we start filming from July to January, right? Yeah. And normally, you know, a lot of shows, you start filming in July, the first episode airs in September, so you're filming while you're also airing. Right. So when you end filming in July, the show will end in, you know, February or March. But what's cool about this is you film from July to January, it starts airing in February. It ends airing in, let's say, it's going to be May here. June shows up, and then again, people start filming in July, whoever is in the next season. So mm-hmm. you never actually have to totally, you're not always so far removed from it. Sometimes when you end the show in February or something, and then you have to wait six months before you step on into that character again, it, it can be, um, uh, it can take a while to kind of warm up your engines, but since the show airs like this and everybody gets to relive what happened, you kind of always feel revved up in in that character. That's that's cool and different about this show, I think. And you guys always stay connected, like to the characters and with like the fans through Twitter and cons. So it kind of it always feels like there's something going on. Yeah, I think we try to. I think it's a fun thing. We uh, most more than anything, we really enjoy hanging out together, and if mm-hmm. we get to do that flying to different places uh that's just i mean that's the greatest thing you can do is just travel with your friends yeah and it was really convenient um in january for unity days that it was like i think right after the finale finished and then everyone just came to unity days yeah yeah that was amazing it was amazing Uh, that's it it was actually while we were filming the finale i mean i remember Lindsay had to be late one day because uh, Mm -hmm. she was still filming something um but yeah, that's 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 that was one of the most fun ones because everybody was in town, so nobody had mm-hmm. to do any long distance traveling, and so people sometimes can't go because of that. This way, it was just no, we're all here. Let's do this. Let's all hang out, you know. And Katie got to be there, and mm-hmm. oh, that um, was awesome. Yeah, you know, you get to see you get to see everybody, uh, and I hope I can't wait for Unity Days number two because it's just when people are in town, you get to hang out with everybody, meet some different fans you won't necessarily meet because Canadian fans don't necessarily get. Uh, seen that often so yeah yeah we'll be there oh yeah <laughs> right great i'm excited i'll bring you reese puff squares next time <gasps> oh how kind 
Yeah. We'll just we'll just swap Reese Puff squares. Yes, every year, every year we'll do a Reese Puff, <laughs> Reese Puff off. Reese Puff's okay, potluck. I'll remember. Yeah. Reese Puff's potluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, what music, recipe did you use? Music to my ears. <laughs> now I have to try and figure out what other kind of desserts that I can make out of Reese Puffs. The sky oh, is man. the limit. The sky's the limit. I want a Reese Puff Nanaimo bar. <gasps> I just ate a Nanaimo yeah. bar. You did? Yeah, I was on the. I took a red eye from um, Hawaii to Vancouver, and they had Nanaimo bars on the plane, and I was like, "Okay, sweet, oh, yes." I am. I've. I'm so embarrassed with how excited my "you did" sound when you said you just had a Nanaimo bar. <laughs> you, you did? I felt like Charlie when he found the golden ticket. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, please. No, I love food. I love Nanaimo bars. I love Reese Puffs. I'm gonna have to go to the gym after this, just thinking about them. Just I was going to say, you could go to the gym or you could go get food. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, so I'm just, yeah, I, I, okay. I've got to rest my body as much as possible because my brother's friends are, are they're, they're just, they don't need sleep. And <laughs> I do. And I'm just going to try to be awake for my brother's, brother's party as much as I can. Do they party like? Edmonton, like Alberta boys. Yeah, they're Albertans, yeah. right? So, yep. and I've been in Vancouver for the last eight years, so I've become a little domesticated. You know, I'm into working out. I try to eat healthy. You know, I, I eat at Whole Foods. Blah blah blah. <laughs> these guys, these guys, just every weekend they they're they're consultants, so they just go out and they party and they can and they enjoy their they enjoy their their whiskey and they don't need sleep. Yeah, life here, like, I go back to Edmonton, and it's just, it's really vibrant. Life here is, like, it's nice yeah. and slow, and it's chill, and you go back to Edmonton, they're, like, you ready to go? A night out here is you go to a bar, you, you hang around with a table with your friends, and you have a couple drinks. In Edmonton, you go to the loudest place, there are shots everywhere, and yep. it's, it's just, it's, it's gonna be a lot, and I'm very excited, because it's a bachelor party, it's what it should be, you know? Yeah. I'm divulging too much, but, yeah. <laughs> Well, Tell everyone exactly which bar you'll be in every single night. I know, legit. Well, I'm not going. I'm going to sleep. No, just kidding. But <laughs> That's me, though. Be like, hey, we're going to the bar. I'm like, hey, but I'm going to watch TV in my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you I'm going to so try to take my brother to one of those, like, uh, big bouncy places. I don't think he even wants to, but I'm gonna try to, he loves karaoke, so I'm going to try to, like, go real, like, 2 a.m. karaoke afterwards. Yes. Everything's done. And, yeah, that's that sounds like the bump in bachelor party. That's my kind of bachelor party. And like, there's that um, that scary ass roller coaster that they have there that kind of like tilts you off the side of a building. Have you seen Guys, that? Guys, I, I don't do rides. I don't. <gasps> what? I don't do rides. It's then not. Then how like, did you I, go to Universal? Okay, let me explain. Okay. I don't do like large, crazy roller coaster rides because I don't trust machines like that. If if I'm on like a spinning kind of ride and it goes out of control and I'm on that thing, I will wouldn't be able to handle it and I would lose it. Now, yeah. like bungee jumping and skydiving and stuff, I can do because that's just physics. I know gravity, I understand it, and I have two parachutes that one can work and I and there's going to be a way that I can save myself. It's not some random machine. Okay. You know. Uh, at Universal, they have these cool rides where you're just sitting in a box and every and they have it on a screen. The screen moves around, so it feels like you're moving, right. but you're not actually moving a lot. Yeah, like the 3D rides. Right, I, I, I respect that. that. Yeah, me and, me and Jared, me and Jared were like, "This is we're in a new world right now where they can make you feel like you're falling from the 
the heights of the earth onto the ground by just tilting something and making a visual of it. Now that's that's cool. That's like virtual reality. And mm-hmm. if those are the rides that I can do, I'll do those because I get to sit in my box and I'm safe. <laughs> I... And I can see like a transformer or like go on Harry Potter and see a Dementor in front of my face. You know, that's this is what I want to do. I got stuck on that Harry Potter ride once, right? Like, you know when that arm pulls Which you one? up? It's uh, the Forbidden Journey inside the oh. castle. The yeah. arm pulls you up and a Dementor comes down and the ride froze. <laughs> so you were stuck <laughs> staring at a Dementor forever? Now yeah. imagine, imagine that happened and you were actually 10 feet in the air, spinning top speed. No. I am not down for that. No. I will not do it. If I was on the top of a Ferris wheel and it stopped and it wouldn't move, I don't know what I would do with myself. I won't get on a Ferris wheel. I don't think those are natural. Yes. No. They're just, rides like that just shouldn't be done. No. Now, I might be going zip lining and stuff coming up here. Yeah. So <laughs> if I do, I will uh, make sure to let you guys know that I'm still alive. Okay, oh, good. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because We I'm... worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. I got to be there for Unity Days Part 2. It's very important. For the Reese Puffs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Do it for the Reese Puffs. Man, I'm going to get a Reese endorsement like so soon here, and it's going to be the weirdest endorsement ever. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Yeah. Like, I really want Under Armour, and like, you know, Jared Jared gets some Under Armour stuff here and there, but I'm going to get Reese Puffs. That's what I'm going to get. And it's going to be exactly the same as all your other tweets, except it just has hashtag ad at the end. (laughs) (laughs) This tweet was brought to you by... It's like an Instagram post, and it's just like a spread of Reese's stuff. Yeah. One day they catch me eating like an O'Henry, and I get fired. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be the saddest moment, because, like, you did it for an O'Henry. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Henry's are good. They're not Reese Puffs, but they're good. Exactly. They're good, but, like, it's like, if I have to pick between Reese and O'Henry, I'm going to pick the Reese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And you know what they, yeah. what I would do is they used to have peanut butter O'Henry, and I would have that if I couldn't find a Reese, because it was the closest thing to it. I forgot they had peanut butter O'Henry's. Yeah. I really want So everybody one. listening right now, I know you came to hear about chocolate. I'm, <laughs> I know. That's why and machinery. I'm, chocolate and machinery not going on rides. <laughs> and, yeah. That's it. Should we move on to our fan questions? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what people out, actually want to hear about? Shout out to Ainley and Ross Shepard High School. <laughs> <laughs> Go with Thunderbirds. Okay, yeah. <laughs> fan questions. Yeah. Okay, so this is from my friend Meta. And she asks, if Jackson was one of the hundred, what crime do you think he would have committed to get thrown in the skybox? Uh, giving too much uh, anesthesia to somebody that he, that he cared about. Wow, that's literally what got Abby arrested in the uh, first episode. Yeah, he would do the same thing. It would probably be Abby back in the day if she was, like, in trouble and he had to save somebody. Just giving too many supplies to somebody. I mean, in terms of doing something bad at that time, um, even even necessarily now, he's definitely been through a lot more, so, uh, you know, cross that bridge if it ever comes. But now, um, back then, that that guy that he was, I, I don't see that guy breaking the law. Um, he, it was, he was so adamant about doing things the right way and uh, uh, trying to keep a clean slate because he wanted to be kind of um, somebody that people could look up, look up to in that way. Mm-hmm. The only way that would happen if he, he was in dire straits and he had to break the law uh, to save somebody. <laughs> Wait, Robin, am I asking the next one? 
<laughs> I, told, I said this last time, Brittany. It's all you unless it has an R beside it. Well, <laughs> okay, I'll literally just went through this. Interview turmoil. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm tired. I was flying all night. I get a pass. You know what you guys need to do in order to relax? You guys need to get yourself a fidget spinner. What is oh a fidget goodness. spinner? Everyone's talking okay. about them. I don't know what they are. Okay, look, me, Mackenzie, who I did an interview with a couple weeks ago, uh, introduced me to them. She got Aaron, Aaron Ginsburg on the train. I just mm -hmm. saw him, and he showed me all of his. He's got a, the coolest set of fidget spinners. But what it is is something you put in your hand, and you just kind of spin it around. And mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily why it's so cool and what it does for when you're working, but it allows you to just kind of focus. Um, a lot of people would just think it's something to do with your hands, but it's really just – there's no way to possibly explain it except look it up and buy one. Flick it in your hand and everything will be kosher. That's literally totally what I've been doing. Like, I can't watch TV without moving my hands. So when I was in, like, high school, I had, like, those mini slinkies. <laughs> and I would just play with slinkies. And now I have a deck of cards that I just Legit. shuffle while exactly. I watch. That, that's exactly what it is. It's something to do. It's if you're very, A lot of people are very tactile people, but they can't be doing something all the time. Yeah. And I consider myself a very tactile person. So when I'm, like, writing or working on my stuff, I just need to be doing something, and this thing allows me to just kind of spin it and and give keeps my hands occupied. That's brilliant, because then it's better than like sitting and looking at your phone to keep your hands mm -hmm. occupied. Ex exactly, it has allowed me to be off my phone so much more, and it's like uh, I there's no way to explain it unless you try it. Everybody okay. try a fidget spinner and just see what it does for you. If you hate it, don't use it. Most people will love it. I guarantee. It. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just doing ads now. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what have I become? I think the best part is, you, like, you've already sold me on, like, three of these products, so... <laughs> it's working! Right. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm just doing promos here. <laughs> um, okay, back to questions. I got this now. Um, okay. So, these next two questions come from Fly, who is Fly Invisible on Twitter. And <laughs> she asks, what do you think went through Jackson's mind when he first set foot on the ground? Ooh... That's a good question. All right, let me let me let me mentally go back. What just happened? Okay, so we were all we thought we were dying. Mm -hmm. um, we thought we were running out of oxygen. Um, that little girl just died. Okay, we I was Jaha Jaha left. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So lands on the yeah, ground. Jaha. Yep. Boom. He was separated from Abby. Okay, so <laughs> Jackson gets on the ground. Um, I think. He would think, this is a, we can finally have a new life here. Because I don't think he thought the ark was a way that people should be living. Mm -hmm. Because so many people mm -hmm. continually had to die because of supplies, because we couldn't get out of this tin box that we were stuck in. When he landed on the ground, he looked out and saw this lush, beautiful landscape and thought, we can live here. Where's Abby? <laughs> <laughs> this leads right into the next question. Okay, so she also asked, is there an intonation of Jackson saying Abby that you haven't used yet but would like to? There are so many. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's uh, every incarnation. And I'm, I'm glad. Like, I, I, I love saying my Abbies now. Like, at the beginning, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is a lot of Abbies. Um, <laughs> Because they have to be, I've explained it in another uh, uh, interview that it's about, you know, they tr they're trying to maintain that, um, 
doctorship together. So it's like, Abby, we need blah, 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 blah. Abby, yeah. we need to, you know, they're trying to maintain a certain level of professionalism. But there are so many Abbeys I've yet to use, and I'm excited to go through them all. I want the gauntlet of Abbeys. <laughs> Just, like, keep, like, a scorecard of, like, yeah, use that one, that one, that one. Yeah, well, because every one is new. There's a rare there's a rare time where they're going to be the same. I mean, I, I want to – I'm going to go through all of them, like, in when I'm 50 – just gonna go through all of them and see all of my abbeys and like that's my opus <laughs> that, i think that that's real we have to do a rewatch and do an abbey bingo yes abbey bingo explain that like i wonder if i mean the middle one would be a free a free square and then all the things could be like sad abbey <laughs> desperate abbey um a happy to abbey. see abbey <laughs> yeah that's good or my favorite, my favorite a drinking game my favorite app to date is the one where she's about to get, uh, she might, we're worried about where she's going to get hit by the drone, mm-hmm. you know? And what's cool yeah. is like, and this is another, I'm reaching into another uh, idea here, but what's cool is that so many favorite moments have happened on this show for a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of favorite episodes have happened on the show four seasons in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how cool is that, that, you know, you're, you, you hit a stride four seasons in not that the show was amazing beforehand you know everybody knows how much everybody and i particularly love this show and sci-fi but to come in four seasons later and hit uh and i think it's because it's taken four years to lead up to the idea uh that was first in their minds about what the show was to be when we're Mm -hmm. all on the ground we have this new society. The people on the ground. We've all melted together. We've now we're now this this kind of one people trying to coexist. It's taken four seasons to have all the backstory explained, have all the the knowledge that we have, the grounder culture, the different clans joining the clan, to finally be where this is where it was supposed to be now. And now it can you know have a season five that is just this world that. That was in the brain from season one, episode one. Yeah, it's like the show's identity is wholly its own now. You know, like everyone was like, oh, it's teen Battlestar Galactica. It's teen Lost or it's Game of Thrones. And you're at the point now where it's it's not any of those things. It's its own thing. You've said it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. It's its own entity now um, that people, when they try to put their spin on it, they can't because it's just the hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's cool to me. And so it's cool that after four seasons, my favorite Abby came in my fourth season. That's where that idea came from. Was the that was one my favorite Abby too. It was such a sad Abby. It was just, it was, uh, it definitely felt so different from every other one. And I think that was exciting. I think that was also like the low-key start of the, the Maxon oh, interactions. Oh, no, that was definitely, no, that was high-key. High-key <laughs> part of it, if that's how you use that phrase. It but, totally is. Yeah. I mean, dude saved my life. Um, it was protecting me. You know, I was shot and he did everything he could to save me. And uh, that's, that's, it doesn't go unnoticed, you know? All of this Abby talk is reminding me of when I was watching this, the show for the very first time with my sister. And I think we got like a season in and then we started calling Jackson Abby's puppy. <laughs> yes, I've gotten that a lot. <laughs> just like, he's just like a puppy, but Abby's, Abby's puppy. He's- Abby's puppy. Yeah. And what's cool is that like as much as he's hung out with Abby and, and um, they've done so much to help each other. I think the more Jackson hangs out with Miller, it would be exciting to see what kind of effect uh, Miller would have on Jackson's personality. Miller's um, puppy. 
<laughs> you know, it would be cool, like because people that hang out together are automatically becoming more like uh, the people that they hang out with. You know, mm-hmm. I know I'm becoming a little more like Jared for sure, and he's definitely becoming a little more like me, being best friends. You know, Richard, vice versa. All three of us hang out a lot, and we kind of amalgamate into each other's personalities a bit. Um, so that would be cool to see what effect Jackson would have on Miller, and Miller would have on Jackson if as they start growing in their friendship i mean if miller and jackson had snapchat do you think they would draw each other secret hearts that they would put in their snapchat stories that's a jared inception (laughs) (laughs) i mean we uh we do it he just he put that s up there and i didn't necessarily know uh could have been for me who all knows but i'm like i'm taking it this is mine i saw that and i was like i wonder what's gonna happen next (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the JJ. I thought that was so cute. Yep, yep. That's what we do. That's my boy. Shout out Jared Joseph. <laughs> um, our next question. We we're going back to Paige. Um, this question comes from Yana, and she was wonders uh whether Paige has ever played a prank on you on set. Oh, tons of times. That's <laughs> we we joke. We do that stuff all day long. Like she will be like getting our mic stuff, uh, like mics put in. And mm-hmm. she will like hide the mic pack. Like she will, what, what, what? Honestly, every day that we're there, we just joke around and do stuff. She'll like hide my water. She'll, we'll, we're just, all we're doing all day is just messing with each other. <laughs> yeah. I love that she's such a kid. <laughs> oh, she's, oh man, there is nobody, nobody has a younger heart than Paige. Oh, man, I, w- I wish y'all could... Uh, I'm trying to get her to Unity Days next year. I want y'all yes. to meet. Oh, my God, Claire would have five aneurysms. Yeah, I would join her. There, you, you need to see the, the big kid that Paige Turco is. You know, she's, uh, she's a party. She I'm just has ready. boundless energy, and it, it never dissipates. I, there, uh, there's no way to explain it. There's, uh, yeah, if you can keep up with me... Um, and have more energy than I can when I'm around people, then you are like the energy of a sun. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you two together on a panel would probably be the funniest thing in the whole world. Oh, my God. I can't, I've never thought about it until just now. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would be like. I'm a like little a, frightened. Like a doctor panel. Yeah, doctor panel. You're coming up with some good ideas today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, doctor panel it is. I'm going to set it up next year, Unity Days. We're going to have a doctor panel. <laughs> I'm just going to go, like, message Leanna and be like, Leanna, we all came up with this great idea. Yeah. No, no, she'll be down. I know. I, yeah. Leanna, shout out, Leanna. We, uh, we're getting a doctor panel. I love that this whole we thing. Is, oh, yet, it always comes back to Edmonton, guys. Yeah, legit. If they're from Edmonton, we got hookups. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, my own question in here because I promised myself that I tweeted it to you last night is in one of the scenes of last night's episode, it's basically just, like, you and Paige laying on the ground. Yeah. What kind of day was that like? You just show up to set and they're like, yeah, you guys are on the ground today. (laughs) No, we filmed actually all that uh, stuff all that day. So it was, like, um, when they tossed down, and Hardy tossed down the bowl and uh, uh, me uh, me and Miller's scene. But that was all in one day. Um, wow. So that was one of the third shots of the day or something like that. And uh, I just said, I'm going to make sure that I've fallen close to Abby. Oh. 
See, that, I thought that scene was so sad because Kane's like, here, Jackson, take over. And Jackson's like, well, okay. And he gets, like, one name out. And then the guy who keeps screaming five comes up <laughs> and goes, oh, this guy. This guy I can confront. Yeah, that's Jackson's MO. You know, that's, like, he's there to he's there to do his job. And it's not never – there's no fanfare behind it. There's no – he's, like, an unsung hero, you know? There, yeah. There's – there's never any accolades or anything that goes on to what he does. He just knows he has to do it. It's like that thing where if somebody was removed, that movie where if somebody was removed from the earth, what would actually happen to everybody's lives around them? I think Jackson is such a deep, prof- and this may be biased because I love him so much, but <laughs> he has such a deep, profound effect on everybody around him on the things that he does and the decisions that he makes um, that if, if, if he wasn't there, it would, it would, be a very different world and uh i think he knows that i think he knows it's just his job to go in there and be good because there's not very many good people exactly somebody asked me to do something i have to do it i'm not in a position of power and and this show has impossible decisions that everybody has to make so when somebody in power makes a decision you have to follow it because there's no right or wrong here there is just decisions you have to make one because if you don't make one everybody dies Right. And I think it says a lot about Jackson that, like, Kane and Abby trust him with that amount of power. Like, they're just like, yes, this is someone that we implicitly trust. Definitely. I mean, in, in season two, they were down to make him the head of medical. Mm-hmm. They, know, they know he's a guy that they can count on when the chips are down, when, when anybody needs anything. They know this guy is, he is the steel rod that's holding up the house, you know? He's, yeah. he's the guy. Nobody looks at it. Nobody necessarily thinks about it every day. You know, it's not the door to the house. It's not, it's not the windows. It's just this bar that's there as a structural hold. Um, and uh, I think, and he knows that. So he knows when he's called upon, he has to do it. Well, thank God he survived. Hopefully, fingers crossed, calling 2.0 because I don't know how that bunker would run without like the yeah. only two doctors. <laughs> Legit, you know me. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, yeah. Him and Abby are, are, are um, yeah. There's those. There. I've said it before that there's not too many specific jobs that people have to do. Everybody has a lot of things that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a doctor is a very specific job on this show, and it's one of the few that are there that um, that they've been bestowed upon. So they have to do it the best they can with no qualms, no quarrels. Just do it. But also kind of gives you like a little bit of like job security because you're like, oh, if they get rid of Jackson, they're going to lose a doctor. No, there is is no job security on this show (laughs) from top to bottom. I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think anybody is 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 uh, safe. And I think that's a testament to the show, because in this world, it's so important that that life is a luxury. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you could just walk down the street and trip. and and be gone because that's the world we're living in we don't know what's around any corner um so it's not just you know people are what i love about it is that it's not just people dying because people you know somebody's got to die it's it's no 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 the, every death has a meaning every death has a is because of a choice mm-hmm. um and every death has ramifications especially uh lately with like jasper and things like that like oh, there's yeah. such impactful deaths on the show that that scene with Devin and Chris, um, I I uh, was I texted them both afterwards. That was 
heart wrenching. Um, it was such a special so moment between two friends and two people that have worked together for four years uh, and two characters that are our best friends that um, did. It, it was impossible to do that relationship justice, mm-hmm. but they did it. And the fact that like Henry and Cusick directed it too. So it was like really oh. like such a cast moment. What an episode, you know, that was one of the best episodes to be directed and to be directed by Ian. I mean, I'm just so impressed. I, I, I wish uh, I could have been directed by him. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I, we, I told him all the time. I'm, I wish I was in your episode because, dude, I want I, I want to be there when you're doing your thing because you're so good. He did this movie uh, that he showed me that that wanted a I think it was a festival. I was in a festival for a, a comedy that I was in mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he did this movie called Dress that he directed and he acted in. I saw that. It was beautiful. Wasn't it beautiful? Oh, my God. The guy just knows. um, I I don't want to. He knows acting. He knows what uh, what a what a story is. He's just a storyteller by nature. Mm -hmm. When he speaks, you listen. um, And when he presents, then you listen. He just knows. He knows uh, what not what people need to see, but what people should see and the stories he tells are like so gentle and so like sort of unexpected like especially with um something like dress where you expect a lot of like gender norms to come into it and he just he he gets rid of all of them yeah and he he gets rid of all the foof there's no fluff in his stuff it's just no this is what it is watch it there's no extraneous everything has a reason everything has a point and Mm -hmm. i think that's uh i think that's his mo you know, uh, he's uh, he's on set all the time talking to other people about their characters. Why do you think they're doing this? But why why don't they go this way? And it's got nothing to do sometimes with his scene or what he's doing, but he just wants to hear it from your perspective. Oh, wow. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's always been, uh, he's been, he's been, you know, helping me since day one, since the pilot, when we've had scenes together. And uh, I think he's just the kind of guy that wants to bring other people up. And that's kind of the that's the kind of director you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really came through in his episode too. It's just sort of raw human emotion without yes. anything else in the way. Yes, just let yeah. the actors dance. And if you need, I, I didn't get to see him do it, but everybody, everybody had nothing but amazing things to say. And obviously you guys saw the episode, so you know how good it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, slightly related to the episode, that episode is, um, we have a question from Kensley, uh, who is Stranger Wesley on Twitter, and she (laughs) wants to know, uh, since Devin won't be back for season five, what's your fondest memory that you have of him? Oh, I don't know if I can put it as just one. There's a lot of great Devin moments, but just what he brought to set when he was there. Um, you know he's he's hilarious his boundless energy he he just he wants the day to be enjoyable and fun and he's got such a mind for the business um mm-hmm. in general so just kind of uh talking to him and and, and seeing how hard working he is it's kind of uh, kind of inspiring you know he's always working on something always doing something and at the same time still able to maintain that that devin fun yeah yeah, so I think uh, those days on set were always great. You sometimes you forgot that you know you were you were like, oh yeah, I have to work today, because you get so such in this deep conversation um, with him about what he's working on, what he what next thing he's working on, what you know, uh, and then he makes you laugh. <laughs> so I I don't think 
I don't think you put it down to just one. It's just Devin is Devin, and he. Uh, I'm sure everybody on the cast is going to miss him. Yeah, I, we were. Devin's just one of those guys where you know, and I was actually talking, my whole family watches the show, so I was talking to my cousin about Devin and about, you know, because they knew I was interviewing you, and we just couldn't stop thinking about the fact that, like, you and Devin especially are people that I think people are going to really know, like, that are going to go really cool places with your careers and just because you're such amazing, vibrant people. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, um, don't know what to say to that necessarily. Uh, uh, just speaking on Devin again. Yeah, there. I uh, we all know um, his trajectory, and it's only going up because uh, some some great people are taking notice of how good he is and and what he brings when he's around to people. So that's uh, we're all extremely proud and excited for him. Yeah, you know, a bigger and better things always. Uh, this next question comes from my sister, Callie, and she was wondering if you could name a song that reminds you of Jackson. Uh, I have so many now. Um, I would say the one that uh, kind of encompasses him is um, Blind Melon, No Rain. Okay. I don't know if any, a lot of people would know it. It's just, it's pretty old. Um, but listen to it. It just kind of, it's, it's, it's hopeful optimistic and a little little sad okay do you have like a jackson playlist at this point i do have a jackson playlist i knew it you want to hear music is like how i get into uh Mm -hmm. i think everything i used to do it um i used to do it but then richard uh, would talk to me about how deeply he does it and i i stole it because it was such a good idea and it ended (laughs) up working so well Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, anything Richard does to become a better actor, I'm going to steal. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like yesterday when he, how angry did he get when he wanted to give the suit to Amori? Like, get yourself yeah. a man like get yourself a man like that. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, no, take it off. I don't give a who you are. Take it off. Definition of ride or die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got everything you need. Um, Bittersweet Symphony. Champagne yes. Supernova, uh, Rocket Man, uh, Verve Pipe Freshman, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stones. And these all change. These are like some of them are older that don't necessarily work as much anymore for who he is. Um, Michael Jackson, Earth Song. I love that song. Take Me to Church, Hosier. Mm-hmm, of course. That's just some. That's a, it's a huge list. And uh, it's always changing. So that, that was just the most recent one. Uh, I think every season a couple songs get added. Some get taken away depending on what his personality's uh, morphing into. Very different playlist than it was in season one. Yeah, it was like the season three playlist must have been uh, pretty dark. Very, very dark. It was <laughs> definitely, uh, it, was, it, was, it was not a happy, not a happy one. Until, until he took the chip. And then it drastically kind of changed. <laughs> I feel like all of a sudden it's like pop music. Yeah, well, yeah. it was like, what, what, yeah, what, what was that song? There was one hilarious song that I added. I think actually Rocket Man might have been where it's just like you're this happy. It's kind of this like it's most of it's sad happy. Yeah. That's who he is. Sad happy. Yeah. Anyways, I can't necessarily remember. But that's the coolest thing about it that when you see a shift in his personality, you're like, what song? What song really shows this shift? Or um, Yeah. I love that because like people do like for their favorite characters, they will make um – 
fan mixes uh, mm -hmm. of like songs that inspire them. So I love knowing that like you guys do that for your own characters too. Yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever, uh, everybody's got their own process and whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's really actory. Some of it's just mm -hmm. because you want to, it just helps you kind of feel something. Um, a lot of, some people paint, some people draw, some people, uh, some people don't need anything. They can just yeah. show up there and, and crush it. Um, yeah, to each their own. Um, we have, our next question is from Kelsey, who is Tasia Tellus on Twitter. Um, wait, wait, Kelsey is Tasia Tellus on Twitter? So it's like, yeah, it's, with two S's at the end. Got yeah, it. Okay. But Tasia and her talk all the time, so Tasia knows who she is. Yes, Tasia. <laughs> um, and like, we've covered this before, but um, she wants to know how you feel about Maxon. Um, anytime I get to act with my best friend on TV is the best time I'm ever going to have. Yeah. So how I feel about it is unicorns and rainbows and <laughs> balloons and <laughs> fireworks and two sweets. And butterflies. Butterflies. Great. Radioact radioactive butterflies. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, when we first were paired up off the boat, I'm like, any, any day... Let me act with my friend. Like that, I'll come off that boat. I'm with Richard. I'm with Jared. I'm coming off of a boat. Come on. Oh my hey. God. Those boat days must have been so fun. Oh, it was, we were in a, a we were in a Lonely Island video. You know, we're on a boat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fun because, uh, and then I get to act with them too. So it's fun to, um, it's to talk to them as our characters, as opposed to talking to them the way that we talk. It's just a, a cool dynamic, as everybody knows. You know, every, everybody that has a friend on a show, uh, you just love going, going to battle with them. When things get really, really heated on the show and really dark, it's just fun to go to battle um, with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about um, a boy band consisting of you, Jared, Richard, and Bob, and can you make it happen? Please. We've already talked about it, and it, yeah, it's gonna happen. Okay, we're gonna. This is the official announcement of the Bob, Richard, Jared, and Suchin uh, boy band. Fantastic! Uh, your first folks. It's gonna be called uh, Section Seventeen. Wow! And uh, it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, you guys are just gonna have to wait for the CD. You know, Chris Larkin's gonna do a lot of random pop-ins because he's fantastic. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Ian will direct our first music video. <laughs> um, Aaron Ginsberg uh, is going to write the script for it. Uh, Jason will produce it. It's going to be it's going to be great. I'm I'm hyped about it. All right, well, count me in. I'll come be a PA or something. Yeah, got it, got yeah. it. We need all the extras we can get. I'll come awesome. be a hype girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> got to get them hype girls. <laughs> We'll just go woo in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the woo girl. That's a woo girl. Oh, that's that like my favorite joke from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, we have a question from uh, Nupur, who is Nikki P seven seventy on Twitter, and she wants to know what is the most interesting storyline on the show to you, and how would you add Jackson to it if he wasn't in it? What is the most interesting storyline to me on the show? Yeah. My God. Like, maybe, like, in season four, if that's easier? No, I mean, uh, that's a very good question. Um, hmm. I mean, we've talked about Octavia and uh, Indra. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how that's. I, I always love um, like when uh, an older statesman takes a younger person under their wing, and that younger person kind of flourishes. I love stories like that. Um, it's it's especially when they have a chemistry like that. That would be so cool. I mean, uh, maybe Jackson could become their doctor. <laughs> yes, you know, they battle. need one. <laughs> yeah, they need one. They're going to have some trouble um, from time to time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that that's a good one. That's, there are so many. Um, see, that's such a hard question, and it's cool to not be able to properly answer that question with any sort of, yeah, this is the one, this is the one, because mm-hmm. there are too many good ones so that's uh, that's a good saving grace while it might be a dodging answer i don't <laughs> yeah. have so for now i'll just say octavia and uh indra for it for it um my friend kelly who is uh closer to find on twitter uh she wants to know what your favorite sandwiches <laughs> my favorite sandwiches yep uh lumberjack sandwich from safeway every time i have a huge cheat day i go and i get one of those huge lumberjack sandwiches which is like I don't know how yeah. you know. They're they're basically like six Subway sandwiches put into one, and they're like wow. hoagies that that should feed four people for like a Super Bowl party. But I eat the whole thing. I always get the ones next to that, which is like those croissant yeah. ham and cheese ones. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Safeway, Safeway, Alberta. They, I, you would know. Yep. Yeah, right across from the rotisserie chicken. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fully aware of my safe ways. <laughs> like, I need a whole rotisserie chicken and this whole sub. I'm good to go. Yeah, and they come in those like little island things where like there are, <laughs> yes. they have the, they have the wraps. They have yeah 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 yeah. Um, this next question comes from my mom, who's at DC Jeffrey, she, aka Reese's Puff Squares mom, who likes to bring you things. Yeah, what is um, a, what is Reese Puffs? Do you have a Reese Puffs group? Honestly, I mean, it's just me and mom. Okay, got it. Okay, thank. I was worried for a second. I'm like, what? A, how many people? How many people talk about Reese puffs? It's just the Jeffries. Got it. <laughs> um, uh, she says that we haven't seen any Jackson-centric flashbacks yet. If we got one, what would you want to see? Um, I would want to see his interaction with uh, everybody. I think it would be a cool. I, I I actually said this on the Metastation podcast. What a cool thing would be. Um, I watched the Impala episode on Supernatural where. Uh, everything was told from the story of their car. Oh, where, right. Their car, the car's been around the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, me, my, me saying this might make it never happen now because <laughs> I'm already talking about it. But if there isn't, Jackson has been a doctor on the Ark and he's been around everybody. He's had to help everybody when everybody was sick and anybody was blah, blah, blah. So if he was just there while important things were happening in the back, um, that would show so many things that happened in flashbacks because he would be there for so many important moments just listening and taking it in while he was learning everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's an episode where it's just Jackson there um, for all these important moments that are connected in a in a strange way that we would never would have known if he wasn't at all these things. I think that would be a cool episode. Yeah, like a What Jackson Saw episode. Exactly. Yeah. The thing Jackson knows but can't talk about. It means Jackson has all the tea on the arc. <laughs> oh, he's got so much tea. That's why he has to be a good man. Because if, you know, man, if he ever turned bad, he would spill. <laughs> um, I have two more questions um, from fans. This last one comes from Casey, who is young Murph for me on Twitter. And she, <laughs> yeah. she wants to know what color lightsaber you would want. 
And or, also, would you do your Oprah impression? <laughs> <laughs> How do they know about my Oprah impression? This I don't know. I used, just, I used to just do this with Lindsay. And then all of a sudden, it became like a huge thing. I think okay, Lindsay talks so, about it. <laughs> yes, she does. She, it's, <laughs> whenever I need to make Lindsay laugh, I just, I just do that. Um, uh, I would have an orange lightsaber. Good choice. Good um, choice. It, would be like, it would be like a dark orange, almost like not, not red. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going evil or anything, but it's got to be it's got to be really like a deep orange. Okay. Um. Uh. And all I do with Oprah is like if I'm if all of a sudden everybody's getting stuff if I'm handing out like here's piece of paper mm-hmm. here's this here's this everybody gets iPads. <laughs> <laughs> and she just loses it. Lindsay just loses it when I do that. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> bless you for that (laughs) and literally my arms went in the air and i did like a crazy jazz hands like it's got to be big it's got to be happy it's just the happiest moment of anybody's life i'm like picturing it like those waving car guys in front of like parking lots where they're all inflatable that's exactly what it looks like yes excited inflatable tube man yeah inflating arm waving tube blah 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 (laughs) yeah so close scientific name yeah that's a scientific name yeah that's why they give me all the jargon because I can say it like that, you know. Yeah, you can gold bloom it. Oh, I gold bloom as much as I possibly can. Yes. He is him and Maggie Smith are my spirit animals. They're who I want to be. Oh my god! I imagine like a movie with them together. I I I've been wanting it for my entire life, and nobody listens to me. But it would be the highest grossing film of all time, and you wouldn't need any CGI. Yeah. Just sit them. I I say just have them be kidnapped and not have any idea who they are before that and stick them in a room and for the whole movie they're just figuring out who they are and why they've been kidnapped that's the movie that i would watch brilliant rap out of it, right yeah that does sound awesome oh i don't I, it doesn't even need a name you could just call it movie, <laughs> movie. be the first of its kind to do it yeah movie. movie oh my god have you seen movie yes it was the best thing i ever seen it's on loop in my apartment. <laughs> is it on Netflix? No. No, you can only see it at the theaters. That's, that's what Dame Maggie deserves. And everyone's like, yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, what do I search up? Movie. Movie. You can never find it. That's why it's, <laughs> that's why it's so good. You can't find it. It's like the, the lost arc. Um, I have about 50 people tweeting me right now, insisting that I ask you, what it was like to witness the hashtag cabbie scene while you were passed, while Jackson was passed out on the floor. I, I'm, I've been asked to ask this. Well, the answer to that is I was actually awake during that scene, but I fainted. So they just used me uh, on the ground because I was mm. so uh, a flutter with the cabbie that I dropped sense. to the ground and uh, they had to rewrite it. Yeah, originally you had a whole bunch of lines. Oh god, it was just me. They weren't even talking. But then I saw Abby scene now. I saw Kane grab uh Abby and I just dropped to the floor in a heap. That makes perfect sense. I'm sorry to have lost that Jackson scene. No, no, worth it. (laughs) Worth it for Cabby. I'm here for (laughs) Cabby. Thank you for indulging Twitter on that one. Always. Um, are you ready for the lightning round? Okay. I'm never ready for these things, but hit me. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty chill. 
Okay, good. It shouldn't take too much thinking, okay? Here we go. Favorite color? Orange. Favorite food? Reese Puffs. <laughs> One similarity <laughs> between you and Jackson? We care about people a lot. One difference between you and Jackson? Uh, I am so much louder. Favorite mm -hmm. movie? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, uh, easy, easy. I'm just going to say fan service, Back to the Future. It is, but yes. like, I can't favorite one, but it's up uh, there. Celebrity crush? Zoe Zaldana and Maggie Smith. Favorite band? Uh, Section 17. <laughs> <laughs> Me too! Yeah. Uh, would you rather live in Polis or Arcadia? Yeah. Arcadia. Favorite project you ever worked on? The 100. Dream travel destination? Egypt. Who's your idol? Uh, Maggie Smith. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to name a couple. I'm going to give you uh, uh, Maggie Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, would you rather live on Science Island or Luna's Rig? Science Island. And favorite season of The 100 that you've worked on? Season four. Uh, name drop the most famous person you've ever met or worked with. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. What? Yeah, I did a pilot with her a couple years ago. It didn't get picked up, but she was um, just sensational. Oh, my God. And, uh, have you ever seen Scream Queens? Yes. Imagine that character, but good. That's who she is. I don't know um, if like, that'll, that makes sense. She's exciting. She's cool. She's like happy and imagine if, if that character was not was not dark side but actually a jedi yeah like a high energy dumbledore high energy yeah, hey very good point that's very good <laughs> high energy dumbledore. just cool wants everybody to have fun blasting music in the trailer just a young soul fun 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 uh the last one was a fun fact about you um there's nothing really fun about me pretty <laughs> boring um Says the guy who wants to go ziplining. <laughs> Legit. I'm just, uh, I, fun fact about me, I'm actually, I'm actually surprisingly quiet when I'm, when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, I like, I like peace. I like, I'm a very different, like, when just people get around me, I get very excited. I'm like a dog. But when I'm at home, I like silence. Relatable, actually. Yep. Yeah. Same. Yep. Yeah. I do have, like, one bonus question for you if, if you're yeah. up for it. So, Always. obviously, you're a big fan of The Rock. Yes. As we all are. Like, The Rock for President 2020. He's um, the reason I, like, you know, man, like, just the, the guy's inspiring. Like, it, it's funny when you, and I know everybody loves The Rock, and he's done this for everybody, which yeah. is why it's so cool. But to have somebody that, you know, is so candid about his life beforehand and the amount of work and effort he's put in to become the guy that he is is just uh, inspiring. Uh, and so it just makes you want to be better because it you get a visual for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you talked to Paige about when she was working with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, oh yeah. That was my that yeah. was my question. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, uh, the first time he tweeted me, he's tweeted me twice now, which is the highlights of my life. What? Um, but uh, first time she did, she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I worked at him. She was he was amazing. We just knew he was going to be a star because it was one of his mm -hmm. uh, first big movies. You know, I think yeah. he did. I think yeah. he did a couple. I love that. that movie too. The Game Plan. Yes, right? such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, and she was she she just knew he was going to be a star, so it was uh, that was cool. We talk about it often. That's awesome. When I saw the hundred for the first time, I saw Paige and I went, "Oh, it's Aunt Karen," <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I knew her from. That's funny. I said April O'Neil. 
Yeah. I said Zoe from Person of Interest. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she transcends uh, time and TV. And genres. Genres. She just, she's she's everywhere and nowhere all at once. (laughs) Um, Wow. Guys, we did yeah. it. Wait, 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 wait. Well, oh, okay. okay. Hey guys, keep going. I don't got to go for another 20 minutes. Do whatever wait. you need. Okay, so we know that you're in Gryffindor because I I personally have tweeted you that before. But <laughs> what Hogwarts house would you say Jackson is in? A Gryffindor as well. I yeah. used to think I used to think it was going to be um, Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. But he the amount of times that he just steps up Mm-hmm. Uh, without question of stepping up, like a Hufflepuff would be like, uh, they're they're loyal, but Jackson just he always 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 steps up. Just in this past episode too. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. He stepped up on the stage. True that. But he he just you know he, it's not a question to him of what is right and what he should do. Um, it is, but he doesn't want it, people to know that because he wants to be a shining example of what a good person is, and I think that's uh, that's a that's a huge strength. So uh, definitely Gryffindor. I was I used to think like maybe like Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw, but now yeah. I'm like yeah, Gryffindor it's too. No, I I had this qualm plenty of times because I'm a yeah. big Potterhead, and a lot of people have asked me this question, but. Um, what's fun is to learn more about him as the seasons progress. And the more I learn about him, the more I see um, not just his his willingness to do his job, but his the strength behind him. Because mm-hmm. to do that, the amount of strength a person has to have um, and to just, just do it without qualms or do it without whining, uh, that's, that's, that's a Gryffindor. Yeah, for sure. Um, I tweeted on the Aficionados podcast just now, a uh, quote, you could trip while walking down the street on this show and die. And then I did a poll who said it. And right now we have 16 votes, 6% for Brittany, 38% for Robin and 56% for Sachin. <laughs> they just get me y'all. They, just get me. they do though. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that ends up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to win it guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably will, but I mean, they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're I'm surprised that people thought it was me. That um, people thought it was you. Well, they know yeah. you then. Yeah, and then, they also know they also know Claire. It was Claire or Brittany that didn't that they said didn't. Um, uh, Brittany, Brittany right. said yeah. they. She got six. Per, she's only got six percent. Well, yeah, they know well, you so well. They know they, they know for sure you wouldn't say that. Yeah. There's, mildly... no, there's no way Brittany would say that. Never. She's not that clever. And I'm like, you know what? True. I don't think that's a clever statement at all. <laughs> I think it is. I, 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 there's no, you can fall on the street and die in this show. Come on, man. It's crazy. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Yeah. There, I don't, I do not want any house points for that statement. Okay. All right. No points for Gryffindor. Got it. There are no points for Gryffindor. <laughs> We're so lucky this day, man. <laughs> we are so lucky this day. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Wait, Robin, didn't you have like another Hogwarts question? Oh, uh, I wanted to know if you would rather go to... I think it's an obvious answer, but, yeah. I mean, at least to me. But would you rather go to Hogwarts or Ilvermorny? What is Ilvermorny? Ilvermorny is the American Hogwarts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You know what? I have to see over money first. I can't make that statement yet. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know enough about it yet. And the thing is that they have all these different houses, and they explain what all the different houses are, but I don't know. I don't get it until you show me a character that embodies those houses. Like, if you just explained to me Slytherin and you didn't show me Draco Malfoy, I'd be like, huh? (laughs) Yep. Yes. Have you been watching Fantastic Beasts? Oh, it's, it's I'm so happy that it was that good. Mm-hmm, me too. I it just made me I always trusted J.K. Rowling to be a good storyteller and tell the story that needs to be told, but sometimes these extraneous movies come out with no source material and you kind of wonder, you know, is it going to be what everything else was? And yeah. I just trust her implicitly now. Mm-hmm. Because to make um to make that movie uh, a prequel with not having much to do with Harry Potter in general, just kind of yeah. some characters here and there, but a completely different world and still have it be that great. Um, that's just a great storyteller who knows her, uh, who knows her world. I think that's cool. If you could play a character in the Harry Potter movies, who would it be? Are you going to say McGonagall? <laughs> oh. Oh, not, why not now? <laughs> McGonagall's uh, my favorite character, so... Other than McGonagall. She's amazing. Yeah. It, I'm, I want people to know Maggie Smith other than McGonagall, though. She was, she's so mm-hmm. good at her, but Maggie Smith has had a huge stage career and um, so many fantastic movies from the 70s and onward that people need to watch if they like McGonagall because she is uh, worthy of every Oscar she's ever gotten and nominated for. The, um, I think the prime of Miss Jean Brody is incredible. I've talked about that movie. Oh, it's... She's, incredible. She's, she, it's a tour de force. The woman carries this movie on her back and she shows every emotion you can possibly show while just being herself. And it's, it, ugh, she kills me. I think, uh, I think she was in another one. I think, I want to say it was called My House in Tuscany. Oh, I've never heard of it. Uh, or, no, it was something, she was in, in a really incredible, it was, I think it was a TV film and I wanted to see it so badly. Because I love McGonagall, I went and watched like, Maggie's entire filmography, right? And I think awesome. it was airing at like 2 a.m. in Edmonton one time, and I had to watch it. So I got up at 2 a.m. to record it on the VCR so that I could watch it whenever I wanted to. The woman does not have a false note in her, you know, exactly. and that's 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 yep. the coolest thing. She just does not know how to be fake. My Watching house in her. Umbria. It was my house in Umbria. My house in Umbria. Yeah, that's a good one. Cool. I'm yep. gonna watch it. Never seen it. I've been, I've been, I've been really slacking on my movie watching lately. Just been a little busy here, but uh, I definitely need to have like a month where I just sit down and watch everything that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of yeah. your stuff isn't on Netflix, which doesn't help. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. But the good thing about movies in the '70s is that they don't have rights for them, so you can watch them on YouTube. Oh, people oh can my just God, pop them up. I didn't know up. that. And that's not cheating. It's just you can't watch these movies anywhere else, and they didn't. And back in the day, they didn't have these these licensing stuff, so. The Prime of Miss Jean Brody is on YouTube. You can watch it whenever you want, and I do. That explains <laughs> how I like came across Julie Andrews' entire filmography on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Just back in the day, they didn't have uh, they didn't have all that stuff, and there's no way you can watch them now unless you you know hopefully find it in some obscure video store or online for seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would like scour blockbusters in Edmonton for like Maggie Smith's movies. Yeah. Oh, but, really? Oh, yeah. Great. I miss Blockbuster. That's what I miss about Blockbuster and Rogers and all that stuff. Yeah, it was like an experience when you went inside. Yeah, exactly. You, and you 
you went there for a movie, you could walk out with six different ones that you haven't yeah. seen. Before. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a hunt. It was like, are they going to have it? Are they going to have it? Because there was no way to find out. Because if you called, they didn't always know. So you got to like go in and have the blockbuster experience. Yeah, yeah. Now back to your actual question. Our... We, we do. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. We know we do a lot of tangents here, and I'm not mad about it. We... <laughs> this is uh, it's been a very tangenty interview, and I'm. It's exactly how I like them to run. Oh good. Um, I think it's really fun. I was, who's a who would be a good Harry Potter character? Give me your answers before I make mine. Oh man. If I could play well, if I could play any character? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I feel like Hermione's the obvious answer. Yeah, I know. You know, there's so many obvious answers and I don't think I would want to actually be any of the obvious people. If I could potentially can we gender bend here? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think I would probably play Ron then. Ooh. Great. That's or a Neville. One. Or a bad ooh. Neville. Neville Longbottom. Very good. Mm-hmm. Neville's cool. Yeah. I would definitely go for Tonks because she can mm, transform into anything. Sweet. Yeah. Serious Black. Yes. Good answer. Yeah. Serious Black. And then once, a, once in a while, you can turn into a big black dog. Exactly. And I would get to see what, and it would make me go crazy, but I would get to see what. Um, uh, Azkaban looks like. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dark. You know, you grow, you're, you, you grow up. You have a life, and you go to Azkaban, and you, because you would want. I think they should have like an Azkaban movie. <gasps> That'd be amazing. You know, like you, some some villain who's not a villain actually breaks the law, goes to Azkaban. Serious black movie. Just make a serious black movie. But like where he I breaks think, out. I think we should have an Azkaban movie from the perspective of like one of the Dementors, except he's like the one that's the nice Dementor. It's called the nice Dementor. Nice. And he's just like, feels bad about all the things he does. That's amazing. And then Dementor ends up like becoming uh, um, able to be a magician and it can do its own Patronus. Oh my God. It's like Pinocchio, but a Dementor. <laughs> wow. Dementio. <laughs> that sounds terrifying, he, but okay. He finds a way to like put a Patronus in his own heart so he can, doesn't have to be a Dementor anymore by the end. That sounds wonderful. That's beautiful. Guys, this movie is fantastic. We need to go pitch this to Joe like right now. Yeah. Come on. To who? She'd listen to us. To Joe Rowling. Not Joe Girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I'm like Joe Rowling? I thought it was Jake. I was like, you, I don't know these slang for these people's names, guys. I'm old. I mean, I was at like the midnight release parties of the books. I'm I'm a little old too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's just that's that's being a good fan. <laughs> it's like chapters Dedicated. at midnight. Dedicated. Yeah. Yeah, always chapters. I, I chapters is probably my favorite place on the planet next to Harry Potter World. Oh my gosh, me too. It always smells like books and coffee. I don't even drink coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> But it just, it's that feeling of like a Sunday afternoon every time you're in chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. The, the saddest thing that I ever discovered, because I went to film school here in Vancouver in 2008, and when I moved back in 2016, the chapters on Robson was gone. I know, it's it's sad when they shut down. That that sucked. And the so. things they sell, like the, the notebooks are very cool. Every every year I buy a new notebook for, for Jackson. And I, it's, it's, they can, there's the leather plated, whatever. They're great. And they like the soft by how many notebooks I own. 
you don't even know. My apartment is just notebooks. No, I, I hope so. I have a giant shelf. I think I showed Brittany on FaceTime once, and it was just me showing her my notebooks. It's like I have too much. I can't even fit it on the one shelf now, and only maybe 10% have things in them because I am scared to ruin them. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. You don't want to bust them up. It's hard. Well, they're so beautiful. And then if you, like, mess up the first page, you're like, well, what, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> well, now this book is gone. Now oh, what no. do I do? I have to use a different one. Gotta go back yeah. to chapters and get another one. Yeah, legit. <laughs> How legit. upsetting. Yeah, oh, darn. Darn, I have to go to another chapters and drink coffee that I don't drink and buy notebooks. I tell myself it's not hoarding, it's a collection. You, I, whatever you need to tell yourself. <laughs> whatever gets yourself more notebooks is what I'm here for. Good. Oh, I had one final question for you that's also Harry Potter related. Yes. Um, what is your favorite ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? The Harry Potter, um, that, 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 what is that thing called? Give us the, a hint. The one where you're in the, in the box and you're going through the Dementors, through the castle. Oh, the, oh, the Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Have, have you just been to the one in LA or have you been to one in Orlando yet? Just the one to LA. Oh my god, in Orlando, you get to ride the Hogwarts Express. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And you look out the window, and they have, like, a video playing, so it's like you're going through London, and then sometimes, like, Fred and George fly on their brooms, and then when you get to Hogwarts, Hagrid, like, waves to you. It's great. Oh, man, that is cool. The Dementors show up, and, like, it's an actual train ride, so it takes you from um, back and forth between Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley. So I'm you go so to happy both that parks. They, so happy that they put so much effort into these things. Like just because you can feel like a kid again. The Simpsons world was cool. Yeah. Um, it, it just it, the the amount of the amount of work they put in to make it seem real, so you can actually live inside of it. Uh, like the three broomsticks. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The food there was amazing. They had it look exactly like it should have looked. I was expecting peeves to just pop up somewhere. You know, it was. And. Ooh, have you been into, if you go into the bathrooms there, you can hear Moaning Myrtle, hey? Oh man, I didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> the bathrooms you are gotta, And then if you do go to Orlando, like, you gotta get in Gringotts, it's amazing. I think that's the first time I ever said, oh man, I didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> <go> to bathroom. <laughs> and be, like, really remorseful about it. Really, really upset about it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend, um, I'm taking my girlfriend there for, for her birthday at the end of October, and I'm so ready for her to just cry when she walks into Gringotts, because it's amazing. The goblins amazing. talk to you. Cool. Yeah. That is dope. Yeah. All right, more to do. Gotta yeah. go to Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Done. Next trip is after Vegas, I'm going to Orlando. Yeah. There you go. Thank All you right, so y'all. much. Thanks, that was great. Um, it was so fun. Uh, hopefully you will come back and visit us maybe after the finale or for season five yeah definitely if, uh, if i'm alive in season five then definitely even oh, if you're not that was well done yeah <laughs> masterfully done thank you i'm thinking joint meditation aficionados everyone has fun with satchin podcast that would be yes. i'm totally down for that you tell yes. me when on okay i will okay. message claire and Aaron. all right thanks y'all have a great day thanks have Bye, fun in vegas too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes.
If you're a fan of the show that Sutton is on, which is The 100, we like to talk about that show. And if you're a fan of Riverdale, the season just ended, but we talked about the whole thing, so if you're watching it, go check it out. And we have a Lost podcast, uh, which yeah. we just recorded yet. Good God. Not yesterday. Day, day before yesterday. Yeah. It was awesome. I don't know the days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. It's our website all over the place. And our Patreon is also The Aficionados. If you have anything to help us out, we would really appreciate it because this ish is expensive. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I also run at The 100 Script. And we tweet all the lines of The 100. It's fun. Sometimes when you say all of that, I just say it with you, but like quietly. Great. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And I mean, we're almost done, man. No, but also, yes, because this season's been a roller coaster. <laughs> I guess all that's left to say is listen to the rest of our stuff, I guess. And join us next week, because well, this week we'll be discussing 412. Next week is Prime Fire, which is the big one. Yep. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Bye, love you, bye! <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, love you. Okay, bye.